What up, Cosmetic Family? Hey, welcome to the Cosmetic Podcast at World Council. Woo! Cosmetic means being a person or thing that gives rise to a phenomenon that is dynamic or energizing. Hey, we're tackling topics and telling the truth. I'm Rodrigo Ross. Hey, hey, and I'm Keith Benson. So today is our first podcast from World Council. And of course, they lined up the beautiful ladies for the first podcast. Joining us today on a podcast called Strength and Resilience. I'm so excited to hear what they have to say. We have Miss Olga Lukinia. Did I say that right? Woo! Marta Koretska. Thank you. And Alina Pop. Ah, and y'all should see her nails. They are giving all the life right now. Yes, show them indeed. Show them off, show all them the nails. Off, show yes, them off. beautiful nails. And they are joining us today to talk about the humanitarian um, efforts in Ukraine. Welcome to the Cosmetic Podcast. Thank we are so guys. excited to have you all. Yes, welcome, welcome. So, Olga, talk to us about um, what's going on with you working closely with the efforts, particularly around fundraising. Yeah, so the, the efforts were enormous. Yeah. Like uh, on the 21st of February, uh, when we all wake up, we no one could expect. Yeah. No yeah. one could expect. We were mm-hmm. all early. We were yeah. all in shock, big shock. So like several hours, we were like actually paralyzed. Yeah, we didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But the same day, the same day, we already in YMC Europe, we had our first staff meeting, like urgent uh, emergency staff meeting. So to discuss what are we going to do? Yeah. So definitely we were all on phones, on calls, messages, communicating with all our partners, with our friends, like what's going on in Ukraine, in Romania, in Poland. Yeah, and the decision was to launch the, com- uh, the campaign mm. to launch fundraising campaign yeah. because all of us were receiving messages how can we help you yeah right. how yeah. can right. we help you yeah. we want to help you mm-hmm. shall we send you humanitarian uh, goods like medicine and so on like people were shipping goods from usa can mm. you imagine it mm-hmm. yes and we told now money now we need money because yeah. this is like what is needed so people can buy immediately uh, the goods that they need yeah. and uh, now you can see the numbers the fundraising campaign is really really successful yeah. so this is a near 1 million in uh, in YM- through ymc europe campaign and over then 1 million through ymc usa campaign nice. Yeah. Nice. this is something to be proud this is yes, something to absolutely. be proud as a family yeah. absolutely I, I just can't imagine right you just waking up up and thinking it's going to be a regular February day and and just like that in a blink things are different my heart just went out for the young people yeah and like the trauma that they're experiencing can you talk a little bit about what you guys are doing right now as Mm. it relates to how to help young people deal with the the situation that they're in yeah so just like Olga said um, we were talking about the war for months but no one really expected that it will go full scale yeah um, but good thing is that us as YMCA Ukraine, but also us as YMCA Europe and YMCA global community started working on it since day one. We just literally sat down uh, wherever we were in the world and we started making plans on how to help and really doing it as we go because mm-hmm. none of us were prepared. None of us had similar experiences before, especially us Ukrainians. Um, so the board of the YMCA in Ukraine, but also all of the, the volunteers on the ground in the local YMCAs uh, started um, talking to our 
young leaders and young people uh, assessing the needs, mm -hmm. understanding what we can do and where we can step in to reach more people and really offer them meaningful support. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I, it, just to think you had gone through two years of a pandemic, right? And now, right at the transition when you're thinking, okay, possibly we could go back to, to life as normal, whatever that is. Um, this happens and young people are affected and, and the trauma and for, for really young kids, most of their existence, right, has been in some kind of adverse situation. Right. So kudos to you guys for specifically focusing on, on those young people. That, that's amazing. And Alina, um, I want to hear from you. Like, talk to us about some of the youth programming and, and the things that, that you're doing to kind of support um, the young people. Yeah, as um, my previous colleagues said, when this started, we didn't know yeah. what we need to do. Mm -hmm. The only thing that we knew that is that we need to be there. To be there, uh, stand with and stand by our brothers and sisters who are, who are fleeing. Yeah. And uh, the need assessment and working together because this is what we created. Of course, after the first line interventions at the border, mm -hmm. when a lot of people were, were fleeing, especially young girls, mothers, mm. grandmothers, children, mm -hmm. young people with, with a little bag just crossing the 100 years old wooden bridge wow. that mm. is mm. between our countries uh, was absolutely heartbreaking yeah. and the, the first the first thing that we had in our mind is to ask how can we be of service right. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to provide safe accommodation yeah. meals safe traveling within Romania or to Western countries. Mm -hmm. And after one month, more than one month, at the initiative of our uh, a colleague from another youth association that we are working with, uh, we came together, six youth associations, in a consortium which is called ROWA, Romania-Ukraine. Uh -huh. But ROWA also in Romanian means dew, morning dew. Oh. Mm in which we provide integrated services. The YMCA is uh, um, taking care of daycare and youth activities. Yeah. And uh, our colleagues, uh, they, they do counseling, um, um, rights uh, issues, health issues. So we work together uh, that our members, because this is how we looked at the Ukrainian yeah. um, um, people who temporarily stayed in our region, members, mm -hmm. um, they, they have and they can create a sort of normality, especially mm -hmm. for their children. Yeah. 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 Um, my colleagues are doing um, a very inspirational uh, work on, on a daily basis, yeah. working with kids and as well uh, young people. And last week we started the camps and we have Romanian campers and we have Ukrainian campers yeah. all together. And more of that, um, the Ukrainian young, uh, young teenagers, yeah, young people, teenagers, who are, who are beneficiaries of our youth programs, mm -hmm. they are volunteers, they are helping out, 
they are doing translation and they feel more and more comfortable mm -hmm. and um, I will never forget last uh, uh, last week last Thursday last Thursday when I said to to all of the the team that on the last day of camp I won't be with them yeah one of the the Ukrainian girls was very shy she came and hugged me oh. and she said thank you oh. and I said uh, thank you because she's 14 yeah and she's doing a tremendous work of translating trying to have fun yeah. and working side by side so the smaller kids could have fun time yes see this is at the oh. point in the story that like, we were back home in the baptist church we get out the white handkerchief well. right now and just law mm, mm, mm. we're wiping tears but wow. we're waving it all up in the air right now what a powerful story wow and, and it's like you know the situation that we're in right now causes us to have such a powerful story like they wish we didn't have to do that of course but what are other great stories that you guys are hearing from, mm. from your side? Because that, that is just powerful. You're yeah. talking about young people coming together. It's not about, hey, you know, this is ours and this is yours. It's like, no, this is camp. Us. This is a safe space where we can come together and play um, together. What are some other great testimonies that you guys are hearing out, out of the, you know, the, the, the mess that we're in right now? Mm. I think I can share more uh, stories from, from the ground, from, yeah. from Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. From, uh, we, we get many stories from our local YMCA's because the YMCA's are basically all over the country. So more or less we have an idea of what's happening. And um, we did a lot of new things in the last four months, you name it. Uh, I think one of the newest was evacuation, was bringing people uh, to safe places yeah. and uh, thanks to Olga and her involvement um, we were able to organize evacuation process for um, uh, for a senior uh, a lady traveling from the capital city of Ukraine Kiev all the way to the US uh, mm. so it was a mm. it was a long long journey and a very complicated one in terms of logistics because uh, at that time back in March I think uh, Kiev was still heavily shelled um, air raid sirens all the time, non-stop, uh, air strikes. Um, really, you don't want to be out in the street. You want to be sitting in the bomb shelter. So yeah. it took, took us a long time to organize the logistics to bring the lady all the way from Kiev to the western city of Lviv, which is a little safer, um, more or less, and then um, organize a bus trip for her all the way to Poland and then mm. from Warsaw. Mm. Um, mm. Again, more YMCA people involved uh, along the way right. to organize a trip for her to the US. Wow. And stories like that, I mean, yeah. uh, Olga and Alina were also sharing about humanitarian um, supplies and um, the fact that um, different countries are sending them to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Us as YMCA Ukraine, we were responsible to distribute them among, yeah. uh, among the locals. And one of our teams of volunteers was actually driving them uh, to the Kyiv region that was at that time still occupied. And um, so they were delivering these boxes of goods, hygiene, food items, medicine. And on the way back, they were approached by this family. Uh, I think it was uh, four females and a dog. Uh -huh. And they literally asked, asked them for a ride because their bus was empty, their van was empty after delivering all the goods. And YMC volunteers, um, agreed to bring them from Kyiv region to Lviv where it's safer. Aww. 
And stories like that just gives you so much hope yeah. because yeah. You, I mean, yeah. Yeah. you go yeah. there to distribute supplies, but then you end up meeting people who need help, and you cannot say no. Right. And right. you just do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. We did a. Uh, podcast not too long ago talking about enough right and it was around the idea of you don't have to have huge numbers of something in order for it to be enough for you to jump in and help right. the fact that all of those volunteers coalesced around one senior right that's right. trying to make it out like one small group of women who were trying to help trying to make it to safety it wasn't that oh we need 10,000 people for it to be a meaningful kind of, right. you know, operation. Right. Enough. One person, helping that one person at a time exactly. is enough. Exactly. I love that. That's mm. excellent. That's mm. excellent. Mm. Oh, so Olga, talk to us about the, because people are giving you the funds and you guys are fundraising and folks are really being so generous. Talk about what gives you hope, right? Like you see the generosity, you see the people who are, are willing to lend a hand and help however they can. What makes you hopeful? What, what, what? Trust. Trust. Nice. First of all, trust. Mm. Yeah. Huge trust of people to us. And this is what, of course, uh, gives us a huge sense of responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why we are like uh, having the meetings like every day. So to understand, to analyze what kind of the response and what mm. kind of structures we need to build. Yeah. When, when the stage of emergency response response was over mm. when we realized that we now need to think more strategically mm -hmm. we have built the strategy which uh, also includes the movement strengthening components which is a capacity building yeah so it means when the organizations are applying to uh, to YMC Europe for the funds yep yeah, so to support your Ukrainian refugees and internally displaced people we kindly ask them to answer some questions about the capacity building elements so this impact is sustainable yes yeah that's the key. yeah yeah so the impact is sustainable yeah I so like the services can be provided mid-term and long-term mm -hmm. do you need to educate staff mm -hmm. volunteers probably we are sure that you need to hire new staff yep so you are more strong actually to provide these new services yeah. for many organizations or property do you need to invest the property yeah so these are the examples and this is a huge responsibility but the sense of community yeah. is so strong that it gives hope every day yeah i love so that's that the inspiration. that's it yeah that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. Inspiration. that's the motivation that we continue to need to be and in the in the midst of all this i think about the ymca is not just today but always when things have gone on, the YMCA has been there, and you guys are leading this charge. You you send it from the ground level on. Mm -hmm. I mean, so what's what's next in this? You know, I know we still have the war that's that's going on right now. We still got people crossing the border. A lot of stuff that is going on. What else? What's next that is needed? Uh, whether that's from other YMCA's or whether that's you know from people on the ground. What else is needed? We have to continue. Mm -hmm. We have to continue because. Mm -hmm. uh, First of all, no one knows when it ends and how right. it ends. Yep. And the consequences will be long-term anyway. Yep. Even, yep. even yep. this health ends today, yep. we will deal with the consequences in the whole Europe yeah. for long, long, long-term. Mm -hmm. And two million sounds like a big sum, but 
we have so many local and national organizations working on the ground like every day yeah. with thousands, thousands, thousands of people. Yeah. So what we are doing uh, from YMC Europe, we have just adopted the strategy. We have put a new element which is called response. Okay. So oh. several days ago, we have created a change in the strategy. So to be, so so to have basement, yeah, for our further work, yeah. and we continue fundraising. Yeah. We continue fundraising, uh, working with uh, public and private funds, and this is what we can tell to to other people. Let's continue fundraising together mm -hmm. because this story is not ending today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Absolutely. That's nice. And so the thing that I don't miss is that even in all of this that's going on and you all are working around the clock to help others, you're experiencing it too, right? Like there are stressors and there are things that you see and your emotions are involved. I mean, I can imagine this 14 year old coming to you saying thank you and how do you, so what do you all do to take care of yourself? Now I know Alina go to the nail shop, so we need to go together while we're here. Uh, but what do you guys do to take care of yourselves uh, in this time so that you can stay strong to continue to help youth and to continue to lead YMCA Romania and, and the YMCA in Europe? It's a good question. Yeah. I I'm actually quite uh, lost for words because mm. uh, it's hard to be taken care of yourself when you're focused on um, <laughs> trying to help others. I've been feeling very um, lost and almost guilty to be far away in a safe place, yep. knowing that my family is, is in Ukraine. Mm. And um, But I realized after uh, weeks of endless hours of work and volunteering that you cannot go on like that. Yeah. Um, and it's really basic things like going out after work to have a walk outside, be in the nature, um, give yourself a break, yeah. not necessarily push yourself to the limit, uh, both physically and emotionally, if you want to stay uh, on your own, not really um, interact with people for a while to really get back to your safe space within yourself yeah. um, and definitely talking to the family like staying in touch with the people on the ground the people who are living this hell every day yeah. and um, it really inspires me personally to to stay in touch with with my loved ones with mom and dad and my brother and my cousins and and the family because sometimes I feel like I'm getting frustrated and um, hopeless and helpless and mm -hmm. uh, I'm about to cry and then I call my family and they are there uh, sitting in a bomb shelter during an air raid siren laughing and smiling and telling me how they miss me and telling me what they had for lunch and um, sharing stories about our cat. <laughs> and I find myself, uh, you know, humbled, humbled yeah. by this experience yeah. and being so proud of them. Yes. Yeah. And this makes the world of difference. Mm. I just hang up and I understand that all is fine. People are still resilient. People are still optimistic. Yeah. No matter what happens, they have faith and they have faith in, in, in victory. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. How about you, Alina? How are you taking care of you? Well, that's, as Marta said, very good uh, question. We are, we are trying to prioritize. Yeah. 
the entire team after uh, two months being uh, every weekend in a shift of eight hours um, at the border we really felt uh, that we are almost exhausted yeah yeah so we need to prioritize but also thanks to the to the support of YMC Europe we increased our human resource capacities mm. and uh, we are talking a lot in the team yeah we, sh we are doing a lot of sharings and debriefs that that helps yeah and also somehow uh, the entire rush of the first two months now it's more more uh, focused yeah probably yep and uh, I'm not saying it's a calm because every day is a challenge yeah but things are more um, more structured mm -hmm. and this give us a little bit of more time to to digest to understand what is happening as we say it to ventilate ourselves yeah and also to take time for for ourselves in um, in turns so we can go back the next day and smile and uh, welcome uh, our members with peace and joy mm. i love that That's nice. That's and nice. and definitely want to hear from you olga like how are you taking care of yourself is it difficult like yeah. uh, at the first months uh, i was following basic tips of psychologists yeah. like making uh, ourselves sleep and eat and mm -hmm. drink water mm -hmm. and not to forget to breathe yeah yeah not to forget to point. breathe yeah but then we agreed with the friends that when we need a call and a chat we do it yeah but whenever it happens mm -hmm. night day we're working or not working mm -hmm. but it was agreement uh, three of us that we are supporting each other mm. and when there are feelings which you need to express to someone yeah and just say hey my dear friends yeah. I'm now calling you and telling how yep. I feel yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys just dropped some nuggets in there in terms of just how that self that self care part of things. Yeah. And, uh, even though stress is at its at its peak, you guys have each other to support on. You have your family that you can, you can call mm -hmm. on. It's so powerful. What about uh, um, our friends in in Russia, uh, our YMCA friends in Russia? What's the conversation like that with with them? Mm. I think I can I can start answering this question because definitely me as executive secretary for movement strengthening mm -hmm. i've been working with ymcs of ukraine belarus and russia for many years mm -hmm. and we have been working together in joint projects mm -hmm. and we had annual meetings on governance camp conference leadership development mm -hmm. and so on and so forth mm -hmm. And I'm Belarusian myself, mm. and you know that Belarus is really like now in between of yeah. two countries, yeah. and uh, it's it's very difficult uh, mm. what is happening now. So I had conversations definitely with the leaders uh, in YMCA of Russia and many Russian friends, and they were like the first weeks they were speechless yeah they were speechless mm. they they didn't know how what what should be what should come out from from their mouth right so, so to express it yeah because this is a mixture of feeling of guilty yeah. yep yeah. of yeah. the hell which is happening yep. mm. over um, of, of course uh, like 
great sadness i cannot find the word mm. yeah sadness probably not the, the right one yeah mm -hmm. but grieve yeah yeah mm -hmm. this is happening compassion mm -hmm. um, and also not understanding what's possible to do yeah and expectations of uh, hatred mm. which we agreed wow. together that we are ready to expect and we are ready to share up if we yeah. face it yeah this is what probably will come and wow. we need to keep silent wait be wise and understand that in some years hopefully mm. we will speak again yeah. and be possible to be partners again and work together wow extremely extremely difficult yeah, yeah. i can imagine yeah so hopefully um and i'm claiming it right now this podcast will not just be for the folks who are here with us at World Council today right. or the folks that are joining online, but thousands of people from around the world at a later date. What do each one of you want to leave them with? Like, what is the call to action? What, what do you want them to know? What do you right. want them to say? What do you want to say to them um, about you, about your efforts, about your nails, Olga? I mean, uh, Alina, whatever. Like, what do you want to say to them? Yes, um, I want to say one thing, uh, that we are extremely grateful yeah. because all the, uh, for all the support, financial, in knowledge, in everywhere and for the care. Yeah. As I was sharing uh, the previous days, um, we have a young team of professionals and volunteers mm -hmm. who are serving in minus 10 degrees Celsius at the borders <sighs> for so many days and nights Ooh. and now on a daily basis and for them mm -hmm. and for us as a YMC Romania movement means a lot knowing that we are not alone there yeah. and we really feel that the entire YMC family mm -hmm. collectively we are one there yeah and this is an ultimate empowerment. Mm -hmm. And this also gives us peace and drive to move on. Yeah. So huge gratitude yeah. for all of you. Absolutely. We definitely, we're praying for you. Absolutely. What about you, Martha? What, what do you want everyone to know? Yes, the, the thank you message is, yeah. is very strong and I definitely share it, but to, to keep it different, um, I would probably um, encourage people not to forget. Um, it's, it's natural that we keep living their lives. We have to. Yeah. Life goes on. The war is dragged in time. You cannot only focus on the negative, but um, to not turn the blind eye, mm. to not forget, um, to also not blame yourself for living your life, but also to remember that there are still people suffering. Yeah. And. Uh, Maybe having a little routine of doing some little small acts of kindness that you can do wherever you are, sending this little donation or calling your friend you know in Ukraine who needs support mm. or talking to someone. Um, you know, 
little things that, that, that really help on a big scale. Yeah. Um, not really forgetting that this is happening. Ukraine is not on the news that much anymore, but the war is still there it's and still there. people are still suffering. But also another, another side to this message is, um, yes, please do remember what is happening in Ukraine and please do whatever you can so that people don't forget, but also let us remember there are other conflicts in the world that are happening. Mm. And I myself keep telling everyone mm -hmm. how privileged I feel to be a European, uh, to understand that my country is on the news and people are talking about this war and helping from all over the world. But I'm still aware that there are other wars taking place in the world and other conflicts and all the injustice and we cannot just pretend that it's not there. Yeah. So really remembering about it and acting upon it is, is my message today. Nice, I love that, I love that. And Olga, what do you want to leave folks with? We are talking about YMCA as a value-based movement, mm. yes. not even a organization, movement. Yes. but yep. movement, value-based movement. What does it mean? Mm -hmm. What does it mean? Mm -hmm. I think that this very, very sad example in Europe mm. showed us what it can mean. Yeah. So yeah. This, th this is an example how YMCA as a value-based movement mm -hmm. acts. And this is something to be proud of. Yeah. This is something to be proud of yeah. because we acted as a family, we acted as a community. And now these are not just words. This, these are real things happening because like people were acting in every, every corner in this world. Yeah. Every corner in this world, yeah. the response was coming to. So thank you, thank you, and thank you. Mm. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. Olga Lukina, Marta Goretzka, and Alina Pop. Thank you, ladies. You were an amazing way to start this podcast series. I am praying for you and with you. Um, you guys are doing amazing, amazing things. Thank you. Love Thank that you. you all talk about family. And yeah. How the YMCA is truly that. It's just truly family. All over the world. And we come together and make sure things get worked out. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Cosmetic Family, for listening to us today uh, at World Council. Yeah, so on this episode called Strength and Resilience. Yes, yes, hey, yes, love. yes. Subscribe and listen to us uh, weekly. And uh, don't be shy. We love them five star reviews. Sure do, sure do. And as always, be dynamic, be phenomenal, be cosmetic. cosmetic.